I want to share a few things with you today that are on my heart, and I would imagine that many of us listening today have many things on our hearts right now. I was terribly uh, troubled, shocked at the news and the images of George Floyd, whose life was taken from him at the hands of Minneapolis police officers. Filled with confusion and, um, and anger. Like many of you watching, listening, I have family and friends who live in Minneapolis, who I love and I care about. They work there in that city. They worship there in that city. Minneapolis is a place for me filled with memories of family, uh, the place where I, I met Kelly. And today and in the last couple of days, I have had concern for the safety of my friends and family who are there. And I would imagine that many of us watching, listening now, have had concern as well for those who we know, who we maybe he even have invited to stay with us during this time. I want to share a few things that I believe God has put on my heart and a few things that I believe God is calling us to right now. First, I believe God is calling us as a church, and I say this to you as, as your pastor. We are called to prayer in this time right now. And so I wonder and I ask and I urge that you would join me in dedicating one hour a day this next week for the purpose of prayer. There are some of us who that is our habit. And so we will be joining you in what you do each day. But what might we commit to one hour of prayer each day this week, that we would lift up prayers of lamentation and mourning like we offer here today, that we would offer up prayers of intercession and stand in the breach. I think of God calling to Ezekiel, saying, who will stand in the breach for the people? Might we be willing to stand in the breach in prayer for our city, for our nation, and for our world? Might we commit ourselves to prayers of confession and prayers of repentance as the Spirit guides and leads and convicts? One hour a day all this week. I will make that commitment, and I urge you to join me in that as well. I'm reminded of those words that God spoke to the nation of Israel, familiar to some of us, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. 
Admittedly, this is a tough ask when we think it through. An acknowledgement of whose people we are, in whose name we are called, and for us who follow Jesus, it is that name of Jesus. That we would humble ourselves. Not always easy to do. That we would pray, take the time, that we would seek God's face. And that we would turn from our wicked ways. Knowing that God is faithful and will listen, forgive, and bring healing. Uh, While all the details are yet to be worked out in terms of how we will um, be inviting people to corporate times of prayer together, know that later this afternoon, tonight, we will offer on our website, as well as promote on Facebook, a prayer guide that we can engage in where we, wherever we're at. We are thinking of lining it up, of, of sharing this in line with any curfew that is still um, happening in the metro area. Some, some places have a curfew tonight as well, and I, uh, perhaps others will be invoked today as well. We'll see what happens. But know that we will have a prayer guide along with more information about how we will engage this week. A number of you have shared with me this week the national effort for tomorrow being a national day of lament and mourning. And I thought I would at least uh, acknowledge that and say to anyone who's listening and hearing that tomorrow at noon on the Sojourners website, there will be an online prayer service of lament and mourning over the COVID-19 tragedy. I do want people to know that this prayer event is interfaith. And so for those of us who may choose to be part of that, know that that is the way that will um, unfold. But I want to call us to prayer I am hoping that later this week we can also offer another live stream, uh, though I don't know that I mentioned this to the people in the back, so uh, maybe you're available sometime this week, that we can do a live stream prayer vigil together. And in some of these ways, um, we can join together in prayer corporately and pick up this call on our church right now. A second call that I believe God has for us is a call of support. We would be encouraging and supporting people in our lives who are being touched in so many ways by what is happening in Minneapolis. Yesterday, um, uh, Kelly, uh, my wife Kelly, called a parent of one of her students this student of Kelly's is constantly talking about Minneapolis. She was born in Minneapolis. They lived in Minneapolis. And Kelly decided to simply give this mom a call and simply say, "Uh, I know how much that city means to you, and I've been thinking of you. It can be as simple as that. 
ways that we can show support to people. We can also support in prayer, of course. And there's another one I want to um, offer to us as a church, specific to Minneapolis. Um, As many know, there is a connection, a relationship between Emmaus Church and Park Avenue, United Methodist Church in downtown Minneapolis. Um, That church is, I believe, four blocks away from where George Floyd was killed. My predecessor, uh, Will Healy, who I think might be watching now, pastored here at Emmaus for 26 years, so I've got a little ways to go uh, to catch him. And then Will also has served at Park for nearly seven years and recently retired. Park is a racially diverse congregation, and they love Jesus, and they, they share the gospel, and they work for justice. Um, they have gone through um, the fires of racism as a congregation and grapple with issues of justice together. The reason I mention these things is I wonder if you might, in prayer, seek God's guidance about perhaps making a financial donation to Park Avenue Methodist during this time. When I spoke with Will about it, his uh, words were, and I quote, that would be sweet. (laughs) Um, And he mentioned that they have a benevolence fund, and that would be a very appropriate place for us to give. Much like our own benevolence fund, theirs is dedicated to work in the community among those who find themselves in need. And this could be a way for us as a church, as individuals, to support that work in the name of Jesus in the city of Minneapolis. I was on their website this weekend, and much like many churches now, they, um, and maybe they've been doing it much before, the distancing that we find ourselves in now. But giving to Park Avenue online is pretty easy. Go to their website and click the giving page, and, and it can happen right there online. So I wanted to make that mention. But it wouldn't have to be Park, of course. You may have connections with other churches in Minneapolis or other nonprofit organizations in Minneapolis that are about the gospel of Jesus, that are about issues of justice, that are about issues of racial inequality. And now, more than ever, a donation, a financial contribution is completely appropriate and needed. And I believe that we as a church should step into that call right now. Finally, I believe that God has a call on us right now to listen. Emmaus is predominantly a white congregation. And I think, I believe, God is calling us to listen. I've been thinking about the story in Genesis chapter 4, the story of Cain and Abel, and Cain murders his brother, Abel. In the aftermath of that, God catches up with Cain and God asks Cain, where is your brother? Cain says, 
Am I my brother's keeper? I hear in, <clears throat> I hear in Cain's response to the Almighty questions like, do I have to take up this cause? Must I be concerned with his well-being? God, of course, responds with a question of his own, and he says to Cain, what have you done? And then God says, listen. The voice of your brother, the voice of his blood, cries out to me. Yesterday, I watched community leaders. I, um, I tuned in to one of the governor's press conferences and listened to community leaders from Minneapolis speak as they gave their pleas uh, for people to honor the 8 o'clock curfew last night. It was a, a variety of leaders, Somali leaders, Hmong leaders, Latino leaders, black leaders, native peoples, leaders of those People, Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, Christian, they even, I think, had a Baptist pastor sharing as well. And I listened to what they said about the events in their city, the place where they work and they fight for equality. I listened as they called for justice and change and reform, something that Governor Walls also referenced at the end. They spoke of their work of justice that must be done. And they also spoke of their righteous, the, the fear that they had, that their righteous protests would be hijacked by looters and agitators, as they called them. And I wondered if God's people, especially white congregations, would listen I wondered if some might, like Cain, react by saying, am I my brother's keeper? I believe God is calling us to listen. For the blood of George Floyd and many, many others calls out to God. Will we listen? Will we listen? Will we honor the work of our Lord Jesus, a man of prayer, a man of protest, a man of peace, in his work for justice in our world? And might we listen, start to listen, continue to listen to the voices in our own city, the city of Northfield, that might be pushed to the side, difficult to hear because we don't tune our ears to them. I will admit um, that I have in my life, like Cain, said to God, am I my brother's keeper? To my shame. And the Spirit of God says to me at times gently and at times not so gently those words from 1 John 1 and 8. If you claim to be without sin, 
you are fooling yourself and you are not walking in the truth. But if we confess our sin, Jesus will be faithful. Jesus will bring justice. Jesus will forgive and transform and wickedness has no chance. Not against his blood. And I find this to be good news. So let us pray, let us support, and let us listen. Would you pray with me? God, I do not know how these words will land, but I ask that your Spirit, the one who came in tongues of fire, would take what you want and use it. That we would be people of Christ, ones who follow Jesus. And I pray, God, for our fears, our confusion, our own anger. And I pray we would lift these things to you because you care for us. I bring these things in the name of Christ before your throne of mercy and grace. Amen.